Hello again, everybody. I am that fat guy, and welcome to another wonderful episode of Legal Ham to the Face. I'm going to fade this out real quick. And here in the Fat Boy Studio with me right now, I got Uncle Vinny with me. We're going to get a hold of Big Bri here in just a second. Say hi, Uncle Vin. Hello, everybody. So, behind the curtain, Uncle Vinny is a very close, close family friend, and he has helped me produce the show and get stuff set up throughout the week. So, I wanted to give him a huge thanks for everything he's done to help us out. Um, let's Thank see you. here. We got to get our shout-outs out on the road today. So, we are going to shout-out the boys at the CC. Uh, we got Phillips, Papa V, Joe Bear, Big Man, and there's one I'm missing. I can't think of it. Oh, well. I wish I could help you. I know. I wish <laughs> yeah, have all this paper. Uh, you guys can also get a hold of us on uh, Twitter, Facebook, and email. And the email is at IllegalHamToTheFace at gmail.com. And if you search for IllegalHamToTheFace on Twitter or Facebook, you'll find us there with all of our polls, all of our fun stuff that we have going on there. Sent out the per- picture last week of the uh, Monster Burger. That thing looked amazing, didn't it? Yeah, it did. I, I mean, you got to leg drop that thing to get all of it, <laughs> but it's, it's good stuff. Also, we had our uh, Twitter poll that I put out last week, and it was, who would you rather have, Chubb or Hunt? Now, Uncle Vinny wasn't here last week, so I got to bring him in on this real quick. Mm-hmm. Who would you rather re-sign to be the Browns running back? Now, granted, Chubb's going to be 15 mil, and Hunt's going to be about 8 mil. So... Who would you rather have with this team, Chubb or Hunt? You know, I'm not quite sure how much, uh, you know, in millions it has to has to be worth. I know Chubb's uh, kind of proved himself throughout the time. So, you know, I'd love to have Chubb stick around. But, uh, I mean, if, if Hunt can prove himself to be better, I mean, we might have to go Hunt. Yeah. I don't know. Because it's a little cheaper? Yeah, a little cheaper, you know. Uh, might be able to bring out a little more talent upstairs, too. Uh, well, let's see what happens, bud. Yep. So with the uh, Twitter poll, and I'll bring this up to Brian when we get him on the line here in just a second. Uh, the Twitter poll was uh, 80 to 20 Chubb. Okay, so we got, nice. a, we got a nice split of everybody loving Chubb. Mm-hmm. So, you know, can't wait to see what Big Brian has to say about that. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, it'll be uh, <laughs> definitely will be interesting. Also, uh, we will be recording tomorrow our fantasy football special with Big Man and Big Bry. We're going to have the two big fellas go at each other on a fantasy football special, also talking about doing a illegal ham-to-the-face fantasy football, what, what would you call it, uh, party? No, not party. Uh, draft. We're going, oh, yeah, we're going draft, to start. Draft party. Yeah, draft yeah. party. We're going to start our own uh, fantasy football league. And we're going to have uh, some of the, we're going to have, let's see here, Big Bry, myself, Uncle Vin's in on it. Yep, yep. Uh, Big Boy Phillips is going to be in on it. A few others. We're going to ask if any listeners went in on it. If you do, let us know. Uh, I'm pretty sure that Big Man will be in on it. So that way we'll keep you guys updated on how we're doing and see who the the winner in the clubhouse is for the uh, legal hand to the face cast, Mm -hmm. which I can't wait for. And also... Let's see here. Fantasy football special episode. That's that's all we got for uh, right out of the gate. So, Uncle Vin, you got anybody you want to shout out or say hi to? Um, 
You know what? I, I I think I'd like to shout out to to not not, not just myself, I guess, Uncle Vin here, but uh, oh. also my my alter ego, uh, my cousin Vinny. Yeah, I so, know. Yeah, <laughs> I, I made I made the slip up. He's he's like I'm gonna be known as my cousin Vinny. I'm like, well, you are my cousin Vinny. You, you know, he's Italian, and I'm sitting there. And all, my kids call him Uncle Vin, so yeah. I, I keep slipping up, and I'm like, that's all right. So you can either call him Uncle Vin or you can call him my cousin Vinny. He'll I answer to anyone. So. Let's uh let's hold on here real quick and let me see if I can't get uh, Big Bry. Get a hold of Big Bry. All right, everybody, we got him on the line. Big Bry, how you doing, bud? Howdy. What's going on? Oh, not much. We just went through the intro and everything, and uh, cool. we we brought up our Twitter poll of Nick Chubb or Kareem Hunt. Okay. Right. Now we, right. everybody else already knows. The Vinny knows right now. Mm-hmm. So I want you to guess what the percentage was from our Twitter poll of Chubb versus Hunt. My initial reaction was probably since everyone loves Nick Chubb and Kareem's had maybe a couple off the field blunders that uh, Chubb would win going away, maybe 80-20 Chubb. Jeez, you are son like, of a gun. Yeah, you wow, Brian. Good job, bud. Is that right? That's yeah, right. Insane. Nailed it right on the head. Eighty percent chub. Wow. Eighty. Unreal. How did were you yep. looking at my notes? Is that what it is? No, it was Nick Chubb. We know that already. Because I know you don't have Twitter to follow the Twitter page. No, no, I was just gut feeling. That a boy. Wow. All right, so we're getting ready to get into our episode here. We're going to talk a little bit about our Cleveland Browns coming back to camp, Bri. They have come in. Everybody's tested. They've been doing you know, their little walkthroughs and everything, and tomorrow they put on the pads. Football is here, and it's right around the corner. <laughs> Hard to believe, really. I don't want to get too excited about it. <laughs> I well, especially after what happened with the Big Ten, I understand. Right, right, and I think they, um, I think tomorrow, which would be Friday, I think they just do helmets. No, they. So Steph- he was calling it like OTAs or something. Well, and then they put on the ads next week. Okay, well, from what I saw, I'm sorry, I, I spoke over there for. Uh, they had the helmets and everything on. They were just not allowed to wear the pads. Okay. So they have pictures of them in helmets going through everything. So it's, you know. So, but, right. Yeah. They're going to pad up, and they're still going to have, what, another month until they play a game? Yeah. Uh, but you got to think about, though, they're behind, right? Yeah, which is kind of sobering, kind of disappointing to hear that um, this Saturday it was supposed to be their first preseason game, so... Yeah, it's not usually much, but I get way too excited for five plays from our offense, but it's something. I, I hear you. I hear you. It's just... Especially in a year where we haven't had much, you know, something to look forward to. I'll take one series from Baker and Odell and Jarvis and all those guys, but I guess we'll just have to wait another month. Good. Hey, at least Jarvis, uh, Jarvis is off the uh, pup list now, right? Right. So right. we got him back. We got Odell running routes and looking healthy. We got everybody. You know, we had a couple of the right guards uh, opt out because of the Corona. But mm-hmm. we signed a couple guards, you know, a couple, a rookie and a kid from Akron. So, yeah, you were telling me. Uh, one of them has some NFL experience. 
Yes, I can't remember exactly where at. I think you said Miami. I think. But the the, you know, the other right. kid is from uh, Temple, and he was a four-year starter right. at Temple. And then we have right. also their talks with the, uh, oh, I can't think of his last name. It's leaving me now. Emory? Oh, no. Okay. Well, and likely so, those guys would just be depth on so, the offensive line. Yeah, so what, I, what I'm kind of guessing is what they're probably going to do now is why Teller's penciled in as the the starter at right guard in case something right. else happens and then maybe Hubbard. I mean, I, I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, that sounds right. I don't know if they still have, maybe you can remember, remember Kendall Lamb from last year? Is he still with the team? I have no clue. I think I, so. He didn't play much. I, I feel like he played maybe a series or two or a game or two, and then he got hurt, and that was the last we heard of him. Yeah, I, I, I honestly don't know, Brian. I, I... Well, we know they drafted uh, a kid from Washington, the backup center. Maybe he can be versatile and well, switch to guard, something like that. I I think maybe. We'll see what he does. I He's also kind of kind of little. He doesn't have the mass on yet. That's true. That's true. He'll probably take over for Treader in a year or two is what they're hoping. Um, so going into camp, and obviously we'll have plenty of time to think about it since camp will be four weeks long. What What's your biggest concern for the Browns other than stuff that we don't know with Stefanski and everything that goes with the COVID and them not getting a whole lot of practice time or preseason games, just from a football standpoint, what would be your biggest worry going into this next year? Uh, well, uh, producer Vid showed me Kendall Lamb is part of the Browns. So he is on the Browns. Cool. Okay. Uh, Good. Veteran. Yes. Uh, as for the question, uh, this is such a weird year. The only thing I would worry about is maybe the, the rust you know, knocking the rest off and getting the timing down with everything. I think that's probably going to be the biggest thing because, like you said, we don't have preseason games. So, you know, you're going to be running into, you know, not getting the, you know, you're going up against your guys but not other guys. You know what I mean? Like, I, like it'd be a weird mentality, Brian. I mean, how do you feel about it? Yeah, it's, a, it's going to be a weird year, and obviously all the first-year head coaches, especially the ones that have no head coaching experience beforehand, this will be – you're going to have to learn on the fly, and it's going to go really fast for you. But taking that out of it, not really knowing what the coaching staff is going to do, my biggest issue with the on-the-field product is an issue that the Browns have had for the last – I don't know, basically since they came back in 99. They've had a couple years here and there where they've done all right, but it's stopping the run. Last year we were 30th in the league against the run. Two years ago, 28th. Three years ago we weren't bad in 2017, but then in 2016 we were 30th. So year in and year out we've been at the bottom of the league stopping the run. When you play in the the AFC North, that's one thing you have to do. Otherwise, they're just going to run it down your throat time in and time out. So losing Andrew Billings, who was kind of a run stopper to the COVID, that kind of hurts the Browns. And so that's what's got me worried the most is 
with all these guys in the conference, in the division that are stud running backs, how are we going to be able to keep those guys contained? And I understand Miles Garrett being back would be a huge deal, but I don't know. I got to see it with my own two eyes before I'm going to believe it. I, I hear you. I, it's it's just it's so so weird because you know normally by this time we've already had OTAs, we've had mini camps, we've had rookie mini camp, we've had interviews, practices that you can kind of get a feel of how the team is, and you don't have that right now. You don't know right. what's going on behind the scenes. They're not allowing fans in, which is understandable. So it's just. It's weird to kind of judge how a team's going to come together during this time because, you know, obviously we've seen it with the Indians kind of blow up in their face, which we will have Joe Barrow in here in a little bit. Uh, but, yeah, it it's just it's it's going to be a weird time to get them to jump. I think that, like you said, with the run, yes, they need to be better on the run, but you also got to think, you know, that when you brought Richardson in, that's what he was supposed to do. Right. Okay. You brought Vernon in, who's technically a pass rusher, but he's doing really good against the run. So mm-hmm. you got to figure out: is it kind of like the offensive line, where the defensive line just really hasn't had time to gel to get together to understand where each other's at? Because you know how an offensive line's got to gel, got to know where they're at. Do you, yeah. Do you think it's kind of that they haven't had the enough time together to kind of piece that together? Uh, it'll help. I know with offensive line, they really, I mean, you're only as good as your worst lineman. So as an offensive lineman, you have to gel as a group if you want to be successful. Defensive line, maybe a little bit different, but hopefully, you know, the guys you said, we have veterans. Ogan Joby's in a contract, a ball out to get that big money. And so I worry a little bit based on the fact that we don't have our quarterback of the defense that we've had the last couple of years in Joe show in their ranks over the last couple of years. It's not like he was doing some great things and stopping the run for us. So hopefully Mac Wilson can step up to the plate. Hopefully Joe Woods has magic pixie dust that he can sprinkle on this defense and we can all of a sudden be better at stopping the run, but time will tell. And yeah, we'll just have to wait and see, I suppose. I I hear you. I hear you, Big Bri. Well, let's uh let's table this for now, and let's sure. get ready to uh, bring on Joe Bear. Okay. Hey, Big Bri. Guess who we got on the line, buddy? Who we got? We got our boy, our Indians correspondent, a lover of Mother Nature. Joe Bear is on the line with us. What's going on, yeah, Joe Bear? What's up, gentlemen? How are it's you doing? Oh, phenomenal. Phenomenal. You know, just making the best out of each day. I hear As you. Brian, Brian likes to say, just living the dream. Living there you the go. Dream. So, you have adapted to our style right now to come on the air with us because you have got a whiskey in your hand right now. What are you drinking? I got a little Seven Brothers distilling out of Haynesville, Ohio. Ooh. It's called the Hickory Smoked Whiskey. Oh, that sounds it's good. the by the campfire or with a nice juicy steak. <laughs> oh, you need to do commercials for them with that. <laughs> Heck yeah, you do. What are you doing on with us? Why are you doing that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready to run out now. That's right. 
So, Brian, what are you drinking? You got some uh, Great Lakes, right? Yeah, you know, started getting a little bit of the feels for fall time today, and just so happened they came out with some Oktoberfest at the grocery store, so I picked up a pack of Great Lakes Oktoberfest. So, nice. sipping those down tonight. Nice. And also, uh, Joe Bear, we have uh, my cousin Vinny is on here with us also. And he is drinking a Fatheads beer. What are you drinking there, Vin? Oh, this is called uh, G-Suffa. (laughs) Oktoberfest lager. Ah, there it is. So we got two Oktoberfests here. We got a Fatheads and we got a Great Lakes. Yeah. Awesome. All right, Joe Bear, you got to talk your big boy down off the ledge about uh, the Indians' offensive woes. Because Big Bry is kind of fed up with it. And I do not blame him right now. Yeah. Yeah, Big Brian, I don't blame you either. I've had to talk myself off the ledge as well, but you got to look at the pitching. You you just really do. And the history of the Indians and Francona, um, they always start slow when it comes to hitting. Right. Uh, So, you know, this pitching is just absolutely phenomenal. And you got to believe that the hitting is going to turn around and then things are just going to even themselves out a little bit. But we're a game above 500, um, Mm -hmm. the third of the way through hopefully the season. And, um, you know, we're not, not too bad right now. Not too bad. All right. Well, I, I had a bunch of stats on my notes saying last in this category, second last in this category, only scored two or more runs and, you know, a third of the game. So hopefully you're talking me down a little bit. I I still worry um, against the good teams, like the Cubs, like the Twins that we're going to have to beat in the playoffs, that regardless of who's going for that other team, we just don't score against them. I don't know. Is it possible they're just gripping and they're just getting too nervous up there and they're not relaxed? Or what's the deal with, when we play these better teams, we cannot hit at all. Yeah, I think you're right. They're pressing, man. Um, when they had that big uh, that big outburst last week, like you could tell they loosened up a little bit, but then they tightened back up again um, after, you know, some stuff went down in Chicago and I think without Francona being around. Um, mm-hmm. Nothing against Andy Elmer because I think he's a phenomenal um, coach and manager. Right. But without Frank going around, I think they tighten back up. And, uh, yeah, they're just pressing. So, I, you know, I think a bunt down the third baseline when there's a shift, stuff like that can really loosen you up. So hopefully they they find that. Yeah, they just got to find, find their groove. And another guy who I've been – obviously their outfield really hasn't done a whole lot. Is there any chance there's any outfield help coming? Is there a guy that they could call up or a trade that they could make or maybe just Naquin getting healthy that might get them on track? Yeah, I have a love-hate with Naquin. So I'm, I think I'm more of the hate side with Naquin, but um, he, the media would like you to believe that they're going to trade Plesak and Clevenger for an outfield. Right. You know, that's right. happen. Get to that. Uh, no, I, I think the line of the shield will come around. Um, you know, he's only a few games in. I like what okay. I'm seeing out. I like what I, I'm seeing out of him. Mm-hmm. Bradley Zimmer, you know, he shows signs here and there. Um, he loved 
you love the speed in the outfield. Mercado had a phenomenal year, year last year. You gotta believe he's gonna be better. Right. Um, so, you know, that's where I'm at there. You know, Fran Mill, you know, he's not much of an outfielder, but he's got to come. He had 37 home runs last year. Hopefully. Yeah. And last one for me, and then I'll turn it over to Fatty. Um, Leon, hitting like what, 086 or something like that? What's the Uh, deal with Perez? When's he coming back? Uh, I wish I, I wish I knew that, but I don't know if you saw that. You see Sandy Leon get hit in the forearm too with a bat. So I I don't think he's. I don't think he's healthy either. He's he's just trying to grind it out right now because Perez is out. So okay. I wish I knew I wish I knew the answer of Perez, but I think we got a guy grinding it out hurt and that bow guy, man, he he's a little raw. <laughs> <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> he looks like he's he looks like he's twelve, which is a looks like that's that's a little uh Hey, what's what's wrong seg- with that? Segue into my trivia. Little segue into Oh, that's right. So, so he's got a trivia, but I gotta ask one more question before we get to your trivia question. Yeah. Okay. This whole noise with Plesak and Clevenger. Okay. Uh, you yeah, just I watched, think, I watched Plesak's Instagram today. So, so did I. And, you know, there, there's a lot of things. I'm not going to bash the kid because, you know, at some point in time, I understand they have protocols that they have to follow that they wanted as a team. He could have worded it a lot different today, I believe. Oh, yeah. I mean, a lot different. You don't say the media is terrible. Five times. No, and it's it's the fact that, and I can understand why he said it. And it's it's not because what the media is saying, it's how it's being portrayed. Because it's like, there's... It, it's almost like he went out clubbing and, you know, was out at the bars until three o'clock in the morning. And that wasn't the case. He was just with a handful of friends. Now, on that note, okay, granted, they're both great pitchers, okay? What do you do with those two now? Because they still haven't done anything with them yet. And I'm pretty sure after Plesak's wonderful Instagram video today that he's going to be a little worse off than I thought Clevenger. So, yeah, they'll they'll be back. I know the Indians well, and uh, they'll be back. They'll be back shortly. Um, they're not bad guys. Um, they really aren't. And um, I'm not making excuses for them because there should be no excuses for what they did. They let their team down. They lost a lot of trust. Um, but time heals all things, and uh, everyone's going to forget about this in a few weeks. And, I, they'll they'll be back playing here shortly. Well, I guess. that's what we thought about Plesac, and then he kind of uh, brought it right back around to him. Exactly. exactly. So, I, I, like I said, I think they should be suspended. You know, at the point in time, you know, not knowing the whole story of what was going on, I kind of thought that Clev was probably the worst one out of the boat. You know, the both of them because he kind of doubled down on the lie. And when yeah. you have Pluto coming out and saying what he did in his press conference after the game, you know it's that clubhouse is kind of teetering on those two guys right now. Yep. So yep, do, no, it's true. That's a little. That's a little tough love from Pluto, I think. And uh, 
It's okay. It's okay to have a little tough love. So, so I think there's, that, a, lot of, what, there's a lot of love in that locker room. Right. What, was, what that? was Lindor's comments? I didn't catch those. Uh, Lindor, Lindor talked a lot about just uh, you know having trust and uh, just kind of moving on as a team. And okay, yeah. kind of being a good soldier. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so one more thing I gotta know because I've heard it. I need some clarification. Is it Pletko or Pluko? Pletko. But it, but there's a U in there. Yeah, Plut. Plut. Pletko. Pluck. Plut. Okay. Like butt. Like. Yep. Yeah. All right. Sorry. And <laughs> <laughs> a boy, Joe Bear. There he is. I figured with our expert. In this hot seat, I figured you would know. So thank you for that clarification. Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't know what uh, that big, big fat guy was saying anyway. <laughs> well, which was the big fat guy? That's you. you oh, you are the that fat guy. I'm that fat guy. I'm not the big fat guy. What's going uh, on? I know. Why are we getting ganged up with the fat guy? <laughs> What's going? Is it because of my quarantine beard? I got nervous. I stumbled over my words. Right. Well, you're the only one looking at me right now. We're staring at Bryce ceiling fan behind the curtain. So that's okay. Uh, I'm football season. He'll be the huge fat guy. <laughs> hey. hey. A couple more monster burgers. Yeah. Well, did you? Uh, so, Joe Bear, what do you think of that monster burger I sent you? Oh, my God. That thing's huge, you isn't need- it? Yeah, you need a cartoon mouth to put your thing around. Put your mouth <laughs> I told Brian he needed to do the Hulk Hogan leg drop on that thing. <laughs> That's right. All right. So this week we are doing something special because we has Joe Bear to give us a trivia question. And this trivia question is brought to you by Curb Appeal Landscaping. Papa V and Curb Appeal is serving the Lima, Bluffton, and Finley area for you. CurbAppeal419.com. All right, Joe Bear, what do we got here? So I hate to do this to you guys, but I'm doing a little bit of history for you. Oh. Um, and it's it's Indians, as you, as you would expect from me. Um, and and I'll be honest, I, I did a little searching for this because I just I wanted to find some good trivia with a good story behind it too for the listeners. You know, it's all about the it's all about the kids and the listeners. You know. There you go. Cool. <laughs> you know, Brian, so he's, anyway, he's the, setting us up trivia. to fail. Well, right. Yeah, all right. So Bob Feller made his first career start. How old was he when he made his first career start? And how many strikeouts did he have? Oh, all right. So the next question that was brought up to us, Joe Bear, was catch-up. And we had a little discussion earlier today about what ketchup and ketchup does not belong on. Okay, so obviously we're going to rule out french fries because, you know, you either use a chocolate frosty or ketchup for your french fries. And if you don't, you're a monster. Unless they're fair fries and then it's a lot of vinegar, right? Right. Okay. So, Bri, what yeah. are your pet peeves with ketchup? Um, all right, let's see. The normal stuff, crap ton of ketchup on, like you said, fries, hot dogs, hamburgers, 
but to get a little more weird about it, sometimes I put ketchup on macaroni and cheese. Um, and the other kind of weird thing that I used to do that, thank goodness I haven't had to do in a while, was when I was in college, I'd buy those um, instant mashed potatoes. It was like potato flakes and you just add water. Oh, don't and say that. To it. So <laughs> that would be my meal. Uh, other than that, I don't. As much as I love ketchup, I don't put it on eggs. I don't put it on chicken or turkey or any of the other stuff. So, right, I gotta. Maybe that's not I gotta ask you: Are you looking at the video chat right now? Because I'm pretty sure Joe Bear threw up in his mouth. <laughs> what over the instant mashed potatoes? Yeah, I heard uh, him. I heard him go. Please don't do it. Oh. <laughs> uh, don't you don't remember what it was like to be 22, I guess. Uh, no, don't get me wrong. I love the instant mash, but ketchup on it? Come on. Oh, yeah. Man. And if no ketchup, mustard or barbecue sauce or whatever. Mm. <laughs> got to do what you got to do. I probably put it on ramen noodles at a time or two. Oh, shit. <laughs> better, been, better been hungry, Jack. Oh, yeah. Probably. <laughs> what do you guys got? <laughs> I'm going to go to Joe Bear next. I'm laughing too hard. <laughs> Joe Bear. Uh, <laughs> is the question the pet peeve or what you like? Because the pet peeve is everything that Brad just said. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> you don't even want to get into the after hour stories about ketchup. <laughs> oh, good God. <laughs> That's. <laughs> okay. So. No, the. The only thing I'm having ketchup with is a little horseradish sauce and dipping my shrimp in it. All right, so you do a cocktail sauce. So you don't put, yeah. let's say... No burger? No, I, I'm a barbecue sauce guy, man. Give me give me barbecue sauce oh, on everything. So, and barbecue sauce has ketchup. Bad. Barbecue sauce has ketchup in it. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> no, no dog? Hot dog? No. Stadium mustard. That's it. Wow. See, okay. I... Told you you're a monster, Bri. So there's. So <laughs> I love it. I'm what about last week? I'm not as bad as Pat Mahomes. Oh yeah, I know. Shush. So, okay. What about onion rings? Do you guys do ranch mm-hmm. or a Cajun or barbecue sauce? Probably for me. Just lots of salt. So you just eat? You don't dip them in ketchup or anything? If I had to, it'd be uh, ranch. Okay. Okay. What about the uh, the uh, blooming onion with the uh, Texas Roadhouse sauce? That's delicious. Oh, that's fantastic! I know yeah. it is, right? So, mm. Joe Bear is obviously a lot plainer than me and Brian when it comes to ketchup because um, I also put ketchup on mac and cheese, but it's 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 hold on, but it's it's not the shells and cheese; it's like the craft mac and cheese. So if I get like if I get Bob Evans or Velveeta shells and cheese, I don't put ketchup on it. I'm weird. It's okay. Right. I also also throw ketchup on scrambled eggs. That's where you lose me. I I get it, but it's only because if there's no hot sauce around, I got to put something on scrambled eggs. I don't know. And okay. then finally, and this is where Joe Bear really started throwing up in his mouth. Um, scalloped or agrot potatoes. I put ketchup on. That's, that's not bad. I'd do it, given the chance. 
<laughs> so, potatoes a potato. Well, no, I, I, no, mashed potatoes are not a potato. That is like a <laughs> syrup. Don't you judge me. I got to judge you. The only thing I put in my mashed potatoes, you want to hear something really funny? My wife does mashed potatoes and cottage cheese. Yeah. That's like her comfort Never, food. I, huh. I swear to God, she'll cook up mashed potatoes and then have cottage cheese right there next to it. That's her thing. I don't know what it is. I don't judge her on it because there's a lot of things that she can judge me on. Like weight, <laughs> height, you know, stamina. I thought you were going to say your beard. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so we got to pause this for just a second because I got to redo a zoo meeting with these two. Hold yeah. on, guys. And sorry for the uh, hiccup and delay. Uh, <laughs> zoo meeting time ran out, so we had to redo it. But we're going to uh, get into Joe Bear's trivia question to us. And Joe Bear, what was that trivia question? So, in honor of Bieber uh, striking out almost everybody right now, um, I wanted to go back and look at some of the strikeout kings of Cleveland. And, of course, you come to Bob Feller. So the question was, at what age did Bob Feller make his major league first start? And how many strikeouts did he have? Okay, I'm going to let Brian do this first so I don't look like a complete idiot. Okay. Well, I'm just thinking since he was so great and maybe times were a little different, I, I think maybe he started at a young age. So I'm going to say he was 18 years old. And since he's one of the greatest of all times, I'm going to say he struck out 12. I'm going to go with uh, 17. And I'm going to go with a 15 strikeout. Ooh. Jared. Did I get that it? That fat guy with the ding, ding, ding on all of it. No. No, yes. really? I knew it was 17. I knew he got his first start when he was 17. I didn't know how many strikeouts. I took a wild guess. Out of the park, man. Woo! You can't Z go like that. Suck it, bruh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The dude, went, the dude went back to high school after the season and graduated. Get out of here. Unreal. We'll never see that again, right? No. All right, so Joe Bear, we're getting ready to do our top three. You're going to do your top three, and you're going to get out of here, right? Sounds so good. So our top three sports moments for 2019. Give me your top three sports moments for 2019. Sports highlights. When did you celebrate the most? So my number three, um, and I actually have five, but I'm going to give you my top three, and then real quick, you quickly give you four and five. Okay. So sure. number two is Browns Ravens. Browns forty, Ravens twenty five. A yeah. phenomenal game. We thought it was the turnaround, and it wasn't. But it was a phenomenal game. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two uh, was Carlos Carrasco um, returning to the mound after um, coming coming back from leukemia. Um, just just an amazing story. Um, that tells you that um, sports is a lot bigger than than just wins and losses and, and things like that. So, 
Um, awesome. And also, on top of that, Carlos Carrasco at the All-Star game, which leads into my number one uh, was the All-Star game. I'm a huge baseball fan, and I love the All-Star game. I've worked 10 All-Star games. I've been fortunate to go to seven of them. Wow. Um, and I just I just love the All-Star game. And the fact that it was in Cleveland, that's my number one 2019 experience. So, All right. So what's cool. four What's four and five? So we get you out of here, bud. So four and five was – I had to get some calves in there. So just seeing Kevin Porter succeed, uh, a number 30 draft pick, and Kevin Porter just – he was a – he was just fun to watch, and that's all that was really fun to watch on the Cavs. So um, <laughs> I wanted to I wanted to throw that in there because the, I wanted to throw some Cavs in there. And sure. number five, um, look it up, all you people listening. Um, T.J. Carey, um, there was a, a wish program. Uh, a kid that, that uh, just got out of the hospital with heart surgery uh, went to a Browns facility for practice, and T.J. Carey went up to him and showed him his scar because T.J. Carey had open-heart surgery when he was a kid as well. Um, and uh, just those feel-good moments uh, in sports, uh, uh, just it feels good. And T.J. Carey's a neighbor of one of my friends, so it, it kind of hits home. Too, so. so, Joe Bear, yeah. before you hop off here, I want you to give some shout-outs. If you want to use your – you want to throw out your Twitter handle, you're more welcome to. I want you to give uh, two shout-outs before you get off here. Just you guys, man. Shout out to uh, you guys. Are you guys putting this together? And you guys sound great. And I, I love listening to Cleveland sports and listening about food and thinking back to the old times when I was working with you guys at the country club. So uh, good stuff, man. Shout out to you guys. Thank you, Joe. Yeah, man. Well, go enjoy All your right. family time, buddy. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to hang out with us hooligans. Sounds good. Yeah. Good to, good to be here. Alright, love you, Joe Bear. Alright, Big Brian, it's just me and you now. Yep. Alright, so let's do this. Let's do our top three 2019 mm-hmm. moments, right? Sure. Alright, so I will go first. My number three first? is I kind of got to go with Joe Bear with that Baltimore game. I really do. Yeah. They went number out three. and just housed them. And then we didn't do anything else after that. So, okay. So, let, what's your number three, big fella? First of all, Joe Bear is going to make us both look like jerks because he he had a lot of heartfelt moments where it was so much bigger than sports. And it's like, well, yeah, that kind of puts everything into perspective. I'm not done with I'm, my I'm, top three yet. Okay, I'm just saying mine is strictly on the field, and I'm rooting for guys to lose, and he's talking about, like, life-changing moments. So kudos to him for thinking outside the box because he's totally right in a lot of them. I um, I get you. My number three is not even really related to Cleveland sports at all. It was back in June 2019. Happened in Toronto, Canada, and it was the Golden State Warriors losing to the Raptors. I mean, that's all I have with the NBA anymore. That that's a boy. what sucked out this year. I didn't have anybody to root against, and that's why I really didn't care about the NBA a whole lot because I just I was pulling for them to lose so much. And yeah, it sucks that Durant and Clay Thompson got hurt, but just just to have them lose and 
see them go down, that was pretty sweet for me. So that was my number three. All right. You want to come back with number two? Okay. I'll do number two. Um, you're not going to like my number two. <laughs> it, it has to do with Sunshine. Oh, fuck. And it has sunshine. to do with the Clemson Tigers. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I mean, it's it's another one where it didn't have a, a whole lot to do with Cleveland sports, but me as a Michigan fan, whenever Ohio State loses, and I was watching that game with oh. a, a lot of family that are, are pretty big Ohio State fans, so I wasn't being obnoxious. I was sitting back, and it didn't look very good for the first half, first three quarters, but they came back and won, and I didn't say anything because I didn't want to be obnoxious, but... I was celebrating like a madman on the inside when Ohio State lost to him. So I'm sorry. Yes. That was a great moment for me. What a dick. That's all right. I hear you. Right. Hey, I would, I would do the same thing to you. All right. So my right. number two is I'm definitely piggybacking off of Joe Bear. That moment with Cookie Carrasco at the All-Star game made me mm-hmm. tear up. That was such an amazing moving moment here in Cleveland to have everybody stand for cancer and stand for cookie and to have his teammates that were with him with the signs right beside him. That was an amazing sight to see. And it, I believe whoever watched that, it touched everybody. Sure. Not a dry eye in the house. All right, so my number one, Bri. Yep, let's hear it. I don't think you want to hear it. (laughs) That's fine. Do you want to hear it? Not really, but go ahead. Are you sure you want to hear it? Sure, yeah, that's what it's all about. Okay. It has nothing to do with Ohio State, Michigan. Oh, okay. Because I'm not going to climb down to your level. And chop you off at the knees because we've been dominant oh, okay. for how many years? Right. So it, it's exactly. it's not even fun anymore. So my number one moment is Shane Bieber winning the All Star MVP. Now, granted, really? he pitched one inning, but it was three strikeouts, and it was beautiful. Shane Babes, number one, baby. I man, I don't want to hate on your number one. I'm not going to kill it or anything, but it just, man, it goes to show you where Cleveland sports is at to where your number one moment for an entire year was an exhibition game that meant nothing. Hold on. Hold on. What else do you want me to do? I got the one good Browns game. You want me to throw in the the one Odell 87 yard touchdown? You want me to throw that in? You want me to throw in the Chubb 96 yard? They sucked, Bry. They sucked. That, that's my number one was the Browns or Ravens just because at that See? point we were on our hot horse and we were tied for the lead in the division. And, and what happened after felt, that? Right. And I can't recall a big Cavs win last year. I can't recall a big Indians win last year. So that was the only big Browns win in, in my opinion. Yeah, well, that's, so that's what I got. Hey, that was my number one. Probably one of the only big Browns wins since they went one in 15. <laughs> right? No, no, no. Hey, Jamie Meter, MVP. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, Jamie Meter. Right. Oh, boy. So, you wanted to give a shout out before we got off here. Give that shout out, buddy. 
I was just you, you mentioned the uh, the fantasy special. I was gonna kind of expand upon that, just saying, hey, listen to it. It's gonna be all about getting you ready for your fantasy draft, whether you've played fantasy for 15, 20 years, whether it's your first time. We'll get you ready. We'll get you going. It's not going to be like three hour special or anything. Hopefully between 45 minutes and an hour, we'll let you know everything that you need to know, the guys you need to know if you've never done it before and just give our opinions on a couple key guys that can hopefully help you win your league. So that's all mine. Look for it uh, this weekend, probably drop about the same time as this episode. So you got a couple minutes, listen to it. So money, money. Right. Normally I drop uh, our episodes on the weekend, either Saturday or Sunday, so that everybody can okay. listen to them during the work week. What I'm going to do for our fantasy football special is I'm going to drop it Monday night. Okay. Okay. Cool. Is that okay? Yeah, sure. All right. So, Brian, we're here at the end. All right. Let me let, me let Uncle Vinny say goodbye to everybody. Uncle Vinny, say goodbye. Sure. Thank you for everything, bud. Hey, thank you very much for having me on today. You know, it's a pleasure to be on uh, this side of the mic sometimes. So, you might see me again. Uh, you might not. Who knows? Let's see what happens. All right. Thanks, Uncle Vin. Man, ben. Big Bry. Give him a God yeah. bless. All right. God bless you. God bless America. Thanks All right. We support our military and our first responders like we did last week because we have family members of those. And thank you guys for everything that you do we cannot thank you enough we are illegal ham to the face we are uncorked unloaded and we are out thank you